Ahoy. <laughs> How's it going? I think I need rum for this one. <laughs> Especially if you're going to start out like that. <laughs> what? How else would I start out? I guess that's a good point. I just wasn't ready. <laughs> I didn't have my rum. Why is the rum Why always is the rum gone? Always gone. Always. Hello, all of our uh, creepy sailors and sailorettes. I guess it is now. We'll we'll run with it. Okay. Hey guys. <laughs> so tonight we have a uh, a. I was trying to come up with something witty, and it just was not there. Shall I throw you a life preserver? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, ooh, I got it. Come with us to this evening on our nightmarish nautical journey. Mm, that sounds dreamy. Maybe not so much on this. Maybe more... Uh, Nightmares. Yeah. That's more our gig, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about the RMS Queen Mary. Allegedly the world's most haunted ship. Only because it's still above water. Yeah. That's, I mean, how do you measure what is most haunted, you know? Hmm. That's a good question. Could you imagine Just, ghost hunting on the Titanic underwater? Fun fact. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> fun fact. A good portion of the ship you can't even get inside of because the force of its own weight squished all the decks together like a pancake. In the Titanic? Yeah, at the bottom of the ocean. So, like, between the decks, some some of them are only inches oh. like of space left because it just squished itself flat. The front half of the ship can be explored pretty well, but the back half squished itself. That's why you don't see uh, video footage or photos of it, because you can't get cameras inside of it. They did just do, um, what is that? They just did one big picture of the outside of it underwater. Oh, like a panoramic? No, I don't remember exactly what it was now. But it takes all, I think it took all of the, the dark out. Okay. Hold on. They just took the first full-size digital scan of the Titanic, which is 3,800 meters underwater. Mm -hmm. But it provides a unique 3D view of the entire ship. That's really cool. The bow is even still recognizable. Now, while we're on, on this subject, a little rabbit trail from our main subject of the evening. But in 2019, we took a trip to Vegas... And inside the Luxor, there was a Titanic museum. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty creepy. It, w- it just felt heavy. It did. So when you bought your ticket and entered the museum, they gave you like a, um, it was like a copy of somebody's original ticket. Mm-hmm. And so you were assigned basically like you were a certain passenger. And so you go all the way through the museum, and when you get to the end, you get to see if you There's lived casualty, or died. Yeah, a casualty report, and I think I, I think I died. I don't think I made it. I don't remember what I did. But I do remember, in particular, there was a room that had a piece of the hole, mm-hmm. and it was huge, it was absolutely massive. huge. And it was probably extremely small in comparison to the whole ship, uh-huh. but I mean, it just felt so heavy. And it was, I mean, the metal was probably two feet thick. Mm-hmm. It was huge, and yeah, just the whole museum felt heavy, and there was artifacts that they'd found around the ship that had fallen out. I didn't realize all the decks were compressed, though. That's really unsettling. 
Yeah, that's why. Are there people on those decks? Mm-hmm. The people on that side, they couldn't get out. I think scientists and stuff have pretty much gotten everything out of the front half that mm-hmm. was in there. So now it's basically just the ship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they can't get anything out of the back because it's all just flat. Gross. Fish food. Does that give you the ick? It does, actually. <laughs> <laughs> The Queen Mary, RMS, it was an English ship. It was a luxury liner, uh, much like the Titanic, but larger. It took its maiden voyage on May 27th, 1936, and it left Southampton, England, on its destination to New York City. I do not know how long it took for it to cross, though. It was one of the fastest ships of its time, though, I had heard. Was it? Mm Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it was big, too. It was bigger than Titanic. Mm-hmm. And during this time period, the ocean liners were really popular. It was like a fancy way to travel. I think I also saw that, because a lot of people had asked why we would own an English ship. But it was just because America had the money to buy it. And they were like, hey, why don't we buy this? Uh, yeah. Most of the time when a ship like that goes out of commission, they take it in the middle of the ocean and then sink it. Oh, Really? It makes for really good ways to build coral. Oh, okay. I'm less upset now. No, (laughs) I was like, they are littering. (laughs) There's no, there's, and of course, there's nobody on it. But um, shipwrecks are good environments for coral to grow, so they'll sink it. So, I mean, it was somebody buy it, or it was probably going to just be sunk. Yeah. During the late 30s, early 40s, it was recruited to serve during World War II. This was pretty dire time for England, so anything that could float was at one point recruited under the Royal Navy. Mm-hmm. And a ship of this size would have been perfect for transport, which I think is what it mostly did. Do you know how many people could fit on it? So we could hold almost 17,000 people, which would have been a significant amount of soldiers to transport. Especially if it was going just across the channel. You could probably make several channel trips back and forth and move quite a few soldiers. But also, we needed ways of getting American soldiers across the ocean. Pile on. (laughs) And it was called the Great Ghost during that time, wasn't it? Yes, because it was one of the faster ships. And I think it evaded several U-boat attacks, which were probably one of the biggest threats in the Atlantic Ocean during the war. Ooh, that's impressive. Which I didn't realize till I was much older, but there were U-boat attacks like off of the coast of South America. Like mm. they were patrolling the entire ocean, not necessarily just the the parts directly between the U.S. and England. That's crazy. There have been fifty-five recorded deaths on the ship. That does not include the, any deaths that might have occurred during the war. For whatever reason, they didn't document those like they did outside of the war. Mm. But also, like if they got a bunch of wounded, you know, they're not going to be occupied with paperwork on the boat. They're going to do all that stuff in the, the like triage camps when they get to their destination. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so it, what boat you were on when you died was probably not important to the paperwork, you know, you just died in transit. Yeah. There was one particular accident that the, that the ship was involved with during the war on October 2nd of 1942, it was involved with a collision with the HMS Caraco. The Caraco was a naval escort ship 
probably pretty similar to like a destroyer's type vessel. They would follow the transports and lesser armed ships to keep them safe from U-boats. At this particular instance, they were meeting up with the Caraco to, you know, go somewhere. The Queen Mary was on a zigzag pattern, which was standard protocol for just moving anywhere because that made it harder to hit if there was a unknown U-boat. Oh, okay. You know, less like it's harder to hit a zigzagging target with a torpedo. Serpentine. (laughs) Um, And the Caraco was on a straight path. And neither ship realized that their courses were going to intersect until it was too late to change course. And the Queen Mary hit the Caraco, splitting it and, like, splitting that sucker in half. Dang. So 100 sailors were saved from the water, but 337 went down with the Caraco. Dang. That's significant for it to just be an accident. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Dang. In 1967, the Queen Mary made her last voyage from Southampton to Long Beach. And that is where she resides today as a tourist attraction and hotel. That would be so cool. That's a long ways away from where we are, but I would love to be able to do that someday. I'd go on it. I don't know that I'd stay on it. No? I don't know. You don't want to go to a ball on it? You wouldn't be able to know if it was real or an apparition. But do you remember how the ball on Ghost Ship ended? It's mm, a good we'll one. We'll get to that later. That's a good one. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I would, well, I would like to say that I would be brave enough to stay on it. I'm, I can tell you right now I'm not brave enough to sleep on it. <laughs> Just one night, see how long you can stay awake. <laughs> It'd be more of a stay awake all night because there'd be no sleep had. And that's not particularly fun anymore. Like, I'd stay up all night playing video games 15 years ago. <laughs> You're so old now. I want It's it's <laughs> 9 o'clock. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> they do have haunted ghost tours that you can take. I would um, do that. There's There is a lot of paranormal investigators that are going through and saying that they're the only ones on the ship. They, they've done hotel stays, but it had been closed. And I don't know if it was closed because of COVID. It was COVID. Was it? Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've also heard that they've slowly started reopening it, but also there's a vast majority of it that needs to be remodeled or just updated. Yeah. And that's true for, there's a lot of ships that are now moored as museums and such Mm -hmm. and you just have to maintain it because the metal corrodes and stuff Mm -hmm. also it's sinking slowly they'll fix it Mm -hmm. so is the technically the uss texas is also sinking but their work like there's active crews working on fixing Mm -hmm. and maintaining that it's um i mean that in itself would be a full-time job just to keep these antique ships afloat Mm -hmm. which i mean i've been on several been on the USS Texas, the USS Alabama, mm-hmm. several submarines, and a destroyer. Mm-hmm. That USS Alabama that we went on a couple of summers ago kind of blew my mind as to how big it was. Yeah. And that's small in comparison to the Queen Mary, isn't it? Um, It would have to be. Probably. Now, the, U- the Alabama was one of the larger class battleships. Was it? But battleships... 
they are the main ship in a fleet, but they are not the largest ship in the fleet. Mm-hmm. You still have like aircraft carriers oh, well, and stuff yeah. like that. Now, the Alabama was the most finished one I've ever been on. Well, we walked around on it for how long? And we were we... there for several hours. We did the main deck. Mm-hmm. We did the deck immediately below and part of the deck immediately below that. And then we went up to the bridge and we went inside the big guns. And we were walking around it pretty quick because we were running out of time. Yeah. And we still didn't see all we of We had it. another like two or three decks below the ship and several decks above the main deck that we could have explored. Mm-hmm. I will say the creepiest ship I've ever been on was a submarine. Mm. Everything's so compact. Dark. And it's dark. Dark. <laughs> I am the knight. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> but no, it's it's very claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Because the, it's, I was surprised at how small that one submarine we went on, was. and that was bigger than the one I was on in Hawaii. Jeez. Well, and I'm, I'm small. Feel like I'm smallish, and it, it's it, and I had to duck. What really creeped me out, is particularly about the one I went on in Pearl Harbor, is it's literally a tube. Mm. There was no like rooms side by side. There's like one hallway that goes straight down the the ship, and m- most of that hallway is the chamber itself. With, like, hammocks to the side of the room or something. Like, mm. you don't get your... You, there's no uh, barracks or anything. You're sleeping in whatever room you work in. Yeah. And it's just... Everything was so small. And once they go down, they're down for a few weeks, aren't they? In, like, nuclear submarines, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, like, these submarines, they most of the time when they openly sailed, they sailed above the waterline mm. because there is decking on top and there's anti-aircraft guns on top and stuff like that. They would usually only dive during a potential confrontation mm. or to hide. Mm. Um, but nuclear submarines today, they leave the bay and they go under and stay, but they also are better engineered and it's more viable to do that. Sneaky speed boats. Yeah. I think in the older ones, the like keeping the oxygen fresh was harder. Mm-hmm. So when you could, you would surface and open the hatches to try and get fresh air circulated through it. That makes sense. You don't want to bring stinky air. Could you imagine taking your boots off and? Just, oof. Who took their shoes off? The whole freaking ship <laughs> smells like feet. You have to leave your boots on for twenty-eight days. Twenty-eight days. <laughs> twenty-eight days later. Yes. Okay. That's probably how it started. The fungus. <laughs> so what? let's get into some spooky stuff. Yeah. Pretty much everybody that has ever been to the Queen Mary, they all talk about how haunted it is. Thus giving it the most haunted title. Allegedly. allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly because there's a lot of ships out there. Yes. It might be the most haunted with public access. Yes. Also, yes. But it's believed to be haunted by over a hundred spirits. Mm-hmm. Which also just goes to show. Ghosts to show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but as you had said earlier, there's 55 recorded deaths. Mm-hmm. But there's over a hundred different ghost sightings. So Now of those 55, most of them were natural causes. Yes little old lady on the boat it was too old to go sailing little old lady was mutilated late last night 
the most haunted room on the ship that you can stay in is B340. Nope. No way. You wouldn't stay there? I would rather drive through New Mexico and think about skinwalkers. <laughs> okay. Well, b- but we've done that. Yeah, I'd rather keep doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so apparently the man that was staying in B340 had murdered two women's allegedly <laughs> had murdered two women on board in the 1960s and the crew put him in his room i guess like as a holding cell allegedly oh my lord (laughs) (laughs) but during the night while he was locked in his room he'd begun beating on the door screaming to the guards outside that something was in the room with him but of course they were not going to open the door just you just killed two women Mm -hmm. you're in there you're locked until we hit maybe something was in there with him Oh. In his head. A psychological ghost? Yeah. Well, whenever they opened his door in the morning, they found his body bloody and mangled. It happens. <laughs> Skinwalkers on the boat. Oh, are they in the pipes? Are they in the pipes? <laughs> yes, that is exactly where they live. <laughs> Actually, there is a lot of plumbing spookiness reports. Um, on the ship as well just faucets turning on for a few seconds and oh, yeah. also turning themselves off toilets flushing themselves just weird haunted plumbing that's issues. weird <laughs> another popular ghost on the ship is little jackie and she haunts the former first class swimming pool and there are no specific details as to how she died but of course there are theories she oh, yeah. haunts a pool you can kind of connect those dots pretty. To yeah, guess. No. <laughs> um, but they do say that she's pretty playful. She'll run up and, like, grab your hand or poke her head out from behind a corner. Um, Maybe that's why they have signs no lifeguard on duty at all the hotels now. Because of Jackie? Yeah. Specifically. Okay. Sure. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the propeller room. That is super haunted because as you mentioned, whenever it had that collision in the 1940s, 1942, 1942, whenever it struck because it was an accident, people were down there working. Mm -hmm. So if they did not die on impact, then they were sucked into the propeller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty, pretty now, bad. but just in that area, of course. I don't think it's as graphic as we think, because those the propellers on a ship that size are probably like the size of this room. Well, then what else would it be like? So it wouldn't like, for lack of a better term, chop them to pieces. One big piece. So much as like spin them and shoot them out so hard that maybe breaks their neck or something. It wouldn't oh. be as bloody, but it would, like, the force of it would just, like a rocket. Ooh. I don't... Maybe that's better, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's less messy, at least. <laughs> then there's also the boiler room that everybody says is super haunted. It's where Freddy Krueger lives. <laughs> <laughs> One, two... <laughs> But there 
man named John Petter, and he was crushed in one of the doors in an emergency drill, and that door door was in the boiler room. I can imagine that being a Ooh. rough way to go. People said that they didn't know what was going on, but they just heard screams and violent noises. Well, all those doors are designed to be watertight. Oh my gosh. Because the theory is if there's ever a penetration in the hole, you can shut the door and it will be okay. save the ship because the door is watertight. Unless you're in the threshold of the door. Don't stand there. What are you doing, guy? <laughs> what are you doing, guy? <laughs> there's a rule because of him now. <laughs> there's a rule. Thanks a lot. This is why we all had to go to the safety meeting. OSHA. <laughs> On the ocean. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this one to be so salty. <laughs> Is it a saltwater ocean? Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> There's also a woman in white seen dancing to a silent orchestra that is not there. Have you ever noticed there's, like, a woman in white at every haunting? Always. That's, like, the thing. It's easy. Yeah. Especially because it's an apparition, so whatever color there might be would be super diluted and the opacity would be way down. Right. <laughs> so it just is a, that's an easy one. Yeah. So the whole reason I thought of, uh, doing this particular subject is because we recently watched ghost ship. I love it. That's always been one of my favorites from the very first time I saw it's it. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, if you're watching a horror movie and it, the opening scene is as brutal as Ghost Ship. It has to be good. That is one of my favorite opening it's scenes ever. It is the best. Um, Super gory, though. So if you don't like gore, yeah. maybe you don't watch this one. That whole, like, era of ghost movies is awesome. It's just is elegant, and it's beautiful, and it's creepy without even like, trying. Like, But, like, that and... Um, when they did the House on Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. like that same style, mm-hmm. you know, those are all awesome movies. Oh, they're perfect. But I found a bunch of nautical uh, horrors out there. Of course. Because I like movies. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we have Ghost Ship. Uh, we have a... 2009 movie titled Triangle. I'm assuming referring to the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a 2000, 2010 movie called The Rig. 2002 movie called Below. Uh, 1980 Death Ship. Oh. And what I thought was really cool about this one is the the artwork for Ghost Ship is an homage to the artwork from this ship. Like blatantly. That's cool. So it, that, that looks really cool. Um, something to do with people getting like stranded at sea and being picked up by this ghost ship full of Nazi ghosts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so sounds pretty cool. Um, another movie that I really like was the 1998 film sphere. It's got Samuel Jackson in it and they're basically working at this research facility at the bottom of the ocean, uh, because they found an alien artifact at the, the bottom and they go into the artifact, and then they all go crazy, like Lovecraft crazy. Do you know that there's theories that you get to space through the bottom of the ocean? Yeah. I mean, that's basically the Ooh. premise of Pacific Rim. Oh. All the okay. kaiju come from, uh, like, 
wormholes at the bottom of the ocean. I was just focused on Charlie Hunnam in that movie. It's not about Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> it's about the giant robots. Oh, okay. Giant robots, boo-boo. I missed that. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of sea thrillers out there. Those are just a few of them. Hopefully they don't have scurvy. That would be a shame. <laughs> they need more rum. <laughs> Actually, for scurvy, you need oranges, not rum. Yes, but the rum helps. Oh. The orange is just the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> That's vod- vodka and oranges, not rum and oranges. It's an equal opportunist, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're looking for some more info on the Queen Mary herself, she was featured on an episode of Ghost Adventures and Haunted Destinations. I know everybody makes fun of Ghost Adventures, but I love it. It's like a guilty pleasure. I really, I do really like the first half of the episodes where they're like actually talking to people and giving you a history of the place. Once they get to the investigation itself, it gets real silly real fast. I love it so much. And it is like my favorite napping show. I can turn that on and take the best nap. It's a really good napping show. And I'm so glad that it's now integrated with Max. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you'd please give us a share and make sure your friends are listening also, we'd we'd appreciate that even more. Um, make sure you're following us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And we also have an email. It is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. So be sure you give us a shout. We'd love to uh, hear your spooky stories also. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>